Blog Talk Radio. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the George Brew Show here on the What's Brewing and Sports Radio Network. Powered, as always, by Box Talk Radio. The NHL deadline came and went yesterday, and if you, well, we can't even say if you're on the rock, because nobody, there was nothing big that happened yesterday. The bigger trades happened beforehand, happened Monday night with Shia and Kirk going to the Washington Capitals for a bag of pucks, which begs the question, has the NHL become the NBA when it comes to trades? I asked that to Brian Sanborn. How are you, bud? Uh, how we doing? What's your question, as I'm just tuning in? (laughs) Has the NHL's trade deadline become the NBA's trade deadline where nobody wants to part with anything? Well, I I think there's something to that. I do think this particular season, I think you could kind of look at the expansion draft a little bit and say, okay, there could be some validity to some lack of movement. Um, Some teams are still – you know, maybe fooling themselves. They're still in the race. <clears throat> Buffalo. Um, New Jersey. You know, and there's some, oh, sorry. Yeah. So there's some other teams that, you know, that could think that they're still in. Um, and also with the hard cap and with the obnoxious long-term contracts that are given out, it's really hard to, to really see as much movement as we did in the past. I think more of the action happens more in the off season than, than it will during the season. Uh, you know, and the other thing too, is I look at the trade deadline too, is an extension of the week. I mean, if you look at the totality, mm-hmm. trade, they don't seem to just happen on this, on the day of the deadline anymore because with yeah. the condensed schedules, right. With these bye weeks with these three games and fours, you know, why are you going to wait? You know, if you have a chance to yeah. beat a team six, seven days earlier, you get that player for two or three games. That could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. And for some teams, I mean, you know, not all, but I'm just saying it's why wait to the end sometimes? To me, I think the deadline is too late now. I don't – 20 games left to go. I don't think anybody's getting anything out of anybody of substance. The big deals don't happen anymore. And and it's partially because of the salary cap. It's partially because how many guys now have expiring contracts? You always used to see the big move with a guy with an expiring contract on a bad team. Mm-hmm. The, fact that, the fact that Arizona has not moved Shane Doan yet, I don't understand that. Well, actually, I could give Unless you some, from my understanding. Not, I no, he was he. I think I don't know what team it was. Was it Pittsburgh, maybe or? But I thought 
well, I forget what team it was, but I think Shane Doan has turned down some off. I, I think he just loves playing in Phoenix for whatever reason. You know, maybe he just loves living there and he just likes being part of the community. I, you know, but he has that no trade clause. But I get what you're saying now. Maybe it was Boston, actually, when I think about it. You know, but, you know, when it comes remember. to, and, and with some of the stuff that he said this week, one of the things that he mm-hmm. said this week was Saturday night after uh, the deal they made then, he goes, well, what are we doing here? So he starts asking that question. You figure, okay, now now it's definitely his time. He's going to say yes to anything. And then after the deadline end, he comes in and says, well, there was no market for a 40-year-old fourth liner. Hi, Jerome McGinley got traded. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's almost like they were so mad at him for making a statement after the trade mm-hmm. of um, – what's his nuts? That Ooh. it was like, well, oh, who the hell – who did they move? Earl. Arizona? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know he's talking. He went to for a high price to Minnesota. I thought. Uh, the yeah. center. Um. Oh, it'll, it'll hit me. Just believe me. It'll, it'll happen in like a minute. I'll look it up. I'll continue. Right. So now that he comes out and very publicly says that during the game, when it was brought to him. Well, at what point do you sit there and say, it's Phoenix, hey, he's been a good soldier here all these years. He's our last guy that goes back to Winnipeg. Let's do something to get mm-hmm. Shane a chance. And you don't even give him a chance. By the way, uh, Martin Hansel is that guy we were thinking of. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's just – I agree with you. I think the hard cap has something to do with it. I think the lack of – I mean, next year you may have Tavares not signed. That could get interesting. From an Islanders perspective, do they decide, you know, if Tavares says he doesn't want to stay, do they say, listen, we could get a boatload back and rebuild the organization if we trade Tavares now? You know, so that, that, I mean, but you don't, you're not, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Yeah. And, and, you does know, that hurt, and you does that help or hurt now, the league, in your opinion? Does it help or hurt the league? That's the debate. I think it hurts the league because you have your league owned network giving a day's worth of coverage to this and nothing happens. Well, I think I just think the concept of doing the, the show during the day is outdated. I've been saying this forever. I mean, I you know I would love. I agree with you. Move it up. Um, call me nuts. Because really, because trade I mean, season starts at the All Star break. You know, it's funny you mentioned the All Star break, but I mean, well, I just would pick a Monday night when you know it's maybe a game, and I would try to make it possible if I could have no games. Clean the slate, 11 p.m. Eastern trade deadline night. Both net, all the networks cover it. It's just a few hour show. There's no games going on. You can have all the big guns on there. You can, you can kind of cross promote the league. You can talk about some things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I mean, hockey fans are definitely a different breed. I mean, you and I both know that. You know, we love this yeah. stuff, and I think 
but I, I kind of, I kind of, I think it's more. I look at the whole week. I mean, if you if you combine the trades that happened last week, Martin Hansel, mm-hmm. um, you know, but the fact that Duchesne and Landis God did not get moved, I think, surprised a lot of people. <clears throat> so that was probably one of the biggest. I thought at least one of them would go. You know, and, and the bigger part of it is is the second wild card. The two wild cards mm-hmm. do make it that teams, rightly or wrongly, just like in baseball, mm-hmm. they rightly or wrongly think they're still in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, our teams are, are, are perfect examples of that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just – I don't know. I just think I, I don't really know how to describe it. I mean, you know, you have some players like Radom Verbeto who only counted one million again, you know, against the the cap who couldn't get traded for some reason. I was a little surprised about that. You know, maybe but the to market me, it is almost high. felt you like. Know. And that's the other thing is that GMs want too high a price for guys who aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing is, are 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 hockey GMs becoming less a less aggressive? Here's what I'll tell you: I almost think they would rather move first round picks during the draft. For, you remember how the Sabers got Robin Leonard for a first round pick, where they know they're getting a known and like they're going to get a starting goaltender for an entire season yeah. or more instead of just a rental. Like the days are just given. I mean, unless you're Washington, right? Unless you're very few teams that. You know why would why would the Sabers even consider get? Let's say they were one point out. Why would they give up a first round pick for a rental or a guy that yeah, it doesn't make any sense? They used to do that, but I think teams are just holding those picks. More. I think they're building the organizations more. I think there's something to be said for that because of the cap. I think part of the hard reason cap they is, know these guys are valuable. Yeah, and that and and I think the biggest problem that came out of this year is is that. Just like we will probably at some point talk about with the NFL draft, this year isn't the year where you're holding back a pick. So this would have been the year to drop a first-round pick if you were close. Yes, because this draft is nowhere near as good as the last two. I mean, it's not even the same strategy mm-hmm. here at the top. So it's yeah, it's good, but it's there's a there's going to be a lot of players this year at the top that you won't hear for about for two or three years. You know, and I'm and not even sure and if the first is going to play the other way. Yeah. No. But then you throw the other way where teams that made moves didn't make moves with this year's pick involved. They made them with 2018 picks. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. see all this stuff go on, and you just got to start asking yourself the question. This is when there's a lot of those pre-last lockout ridiculously long contracts coming up. You know, the reason why we had that ridiculous lockout? Yep. Those signings are now coming off the board in a year or two. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys on very manageable deals. Plus the over 35 part of it where... (coughs) They're guaranteed on your roster and guaranteed on the cap no matter where they are, which is hurting the league. But I think I go back to this with when it comes to Gary Bettman. 
He wanted to create the NBA. He wanted to create the NBA salary cap. He did that. Yep. So now you have that. Now you have no moves, and the only trades that get made are in the summertime. Yeah. Because I mean, you have a, a guy combo. like, let's I mean, like, you know, let's, yeah. but you know, let's go back to a guy like Hugo Amarillo, who. You know, you asked me the other day why why the Devils went down as fast as they did, and I told you because Lou didn't embrace the new way of doing business at all. Mm-hmm. So now you have him, true. you know, a, a guy like that who didn't embrace it, and now you have some of these other old guys who haven't embraced it fully yet, which is why you see the Joe Sackicks in there, the Stevie Eisermans in there, to where those guys are, you know, more apt to play to play by the rules a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, and there's nobody who, you know, there's no Marty St. Louis trade to make this year. I would agree. You no, know, and unless Sackick thinks that this is just an aberration year for Colorado, well, you know, because I have to of think how about Colorado. Happened. Yep. You know, George, you hit on something interesting because I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. Is you look at how bad Colorado was a couple of years ago, and then you look how quickly mm-hmm. they made it to the number one seed, and then you see how quickly they went down the, down the tubes. Now, if you look at their top three forwards, you have Landeskog, McKinnon, and Duchesne. That is a really nice way to start your roster. They're going to get a high yeah. pick. They could take one of the better defensemen in the draft. They can go out and get some defense. I mean, they can rebuild this thing pretty quick. I mean, look at even Toronto. I mean, nobody expected Toronto to be this solid so quickly, even even in their rebuild. Mm-hmm. And they go out and buy. They bought Brian Boyle. I mean, you know, the reason why the Sabres have been stunted is 40% of their payroll is a minus 70 on their roster right now. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I mean, they're awful. They're, their <laughs> numbers are just – and that's for – the bottom part of their roster is t- taking up 40% of their cap, so it's been really hard for them to – you know, once they replace those players, I think they're going to take off. That's – you know, the more I analyze it, the more I think about it, I think they'll be fine. But, you know, with Toronto, they didn't have such issues. So I think – you know, you look at, I mean, there's a lot of way, and I think that's, maybe that's why, George. I mean, maybe, you know, I thought the Devils really should have looked and trained Schneider. I thought Winnipeg made a lot of sense for them. Um, but, uh, I mean, maybe his value just isn't as high as we think right now. No, but, you know, but but here's the thing. And when you look at the Devils, there's so much cap room. Yeah. Where you could have. Taken, you could have taken somebody's bad contract for a year, but the NHL doesn't want you to do that. So they could have taken on somebody's terrible contract for a year and or just gotten rid of Schneider and said, all right, well, now it's time to play the tank it. But yep. like we said before, this isn't the year to mm-hmm. tank it. The years to tank it were last year, the year before, maybe even <clears> that Jones year. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at it, and you're so far down the list of 
you know, there there's going to be talent, but it's very high talent, so you're going to have to hope to, you know, hit in the lottery. But for the Devils, it made no sense moving Taranto for a six. Yep. Yeah, and, and is the free agent market that great this year where the Devils are going to be able to spend that cap money? Because I, mm-hmm. I look at it I mean, this way. Yep. Well, I'm looking at if the, you're the Devils, I'm looking at the top job oh, number one Sorry. right now is re-signing Taylor Hall long term. Mm-hmm. Well, considering the trade you made, yes, I, I, I do agree. I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at the top ten. Somebody wrote an article, top ten free agents for next year coming up. Mm-hmm. Right? You have Jamie Benn at the top. You know, I, 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 who knows if he's going to stay in Dallas. I do think teams in Texas and Florida have advantages that other places don't. You yeah. know, and I think, you know, I, you're going to think I'm crazy, George. I think their salary, I think the salary cap should be weighted. Tampa Bay has an unfair advantage right now. It's like Buffalo yeah. and New Jersey. Because the, because of the taxes. I think that should be scaled. I, I don't think it's fair at all. I don't think they've ever thought of this. I mean, the the teams in Texas and Florida have major advantages. You know, and teams in California, I mean, don't have that advantage. Teams in New York don't have it. I mean, Brett Burns is another guy. Do you think San Jose's going to let him go? No. But you know how much money he'll get? Oh, man. But you have, you know, Ben Bishop. I mean, but you see, it fades. Then you got Joe Thornton. Brad Marchand, I don't, I guess he is. He no, he already resigned. No, he really Okay, so this is a little bit old. Okay, so he's out. Shattenkirk, possibly. Brian Elliott, TJ Oshie. See how far this falls off? Alexander Steen and then Patrick Sharp. I mean, there's really not, you know, not very enduring names on the. On the but see, you mentioned a name wire. that if I'm the New Jersey Devils, I go after. Because what do we say the Devils' biggest problem is? There's never anybody there to market. TJ Oshie yeah. is marketable. You could do something with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a good player, too. Yeah. Damn I'm good sure player. if Washington's going to be able to keep him. So, you know, it's, it's really going to be 30. So you could give him, you're going to have to give him probably four or five years. But I think he's, and, but it, I compare him. I, God, I'm sorry. But is he a guy who would leave and go to New Jersey? Right. And that's the problem that New Jersey has right now. Mm-hmm. And that they're not. I don't think you would look at the New Jersey Devils right now and say, well, they're trending upward. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to. I think the biggest trade deadline of this season is going to be the week before. The expansion draft. Yes, I would agree. Because if you ask me, I honestly think if you're New Jersey, I would leave um, Zajac unprotected. I would leave Corey Schneider unprotected. Yep, because they have such bad contracts. I don't think that's going to touch will pick anyway. them up. But you're going to see some surprising names on these lists, I think. 
Yeah. Yep. I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be But if you're Las Vegas, do you not pick up Schneider just because, all right, now you have a solid number one goaltender? No. No, because I, I, I no, because I, if I'm Las Vegas, I mean, the first year is just about, hey, we have a hockey team that's cool. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything. You know, I, I really question this Las Vegas thing. I mean, I, that's a whole other topic, but, I, you know, the first year. So here's, well, here's the thing with Vegas, and I can tell you this for a fact. Their season tickets were sold out. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Probably bought up by casinos and everything. Yep, they are. For high rollers and people that want to, their season tickets are sold out. Their season tickets hold. Their season tickets are not just bought by them. They're bought by individual people who are transplants mm-hmm. who like hockey. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Vegas is going to get a lot of home games from Thursday to Saturday. Uh, because I that don't disagree with that. Is, that is, without a doubt, I mean, almost 40-something percent of the business of Las Vegas comes from California. People coming on the weekends, you know, from L.A., yeah. whatever. So it's huge. So they get, they know that they're going to get plenty of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, I think you're going to see, you know, teams maybe try to, you know, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know if. I mean, would a team like Buffalo say, hey, you know, buy a four-day, three-night stay in Vegas and, you know, parlay that with some Vegas-Buffalo tickets? I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to – I don't know how that's going to work. But we'll And see. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. No, because people from those places love going to Vegas. I mean, because it's warm and it's a desert and it's different. And, you know, it makes sense. So, well, hell, look at, look at I, the Giants when they used to do big blue travel. When they would play Arizona every year, it was a trip. There was a trip to Vegas included in it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I hope it works out. I do. Um, but you know, the, but I think we have to start. See, here's the thing: once they start playing, the NHL's number one goal is to find a thirty-second team. Yes, I agree, and I think that should be probably, if I had to guess, I don't think it's going to be what people think. Everybody thinks it's going to be Quebec, but without a doubt, I without a doubt, they out west. I think it's Seattle. And yeah, or Portland. I think Portland. Don't sleep on Portland because Portland is the kind of city that would eat up a hockey team. Because look at you know you could say what you want about the Blazers, but they love that team in Portland. Yeah, they always do. I mean, they're almost always there. They're very good fans. Portland, you know, Nike's close there by. I mean, their headquarters are in Portland. There, you know, there, Which there's is a why lot the NHL won't go there because the NHL hates Nike. But that's all the story. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I, I. But Seattle, I mean, listen, Seattle is probably a safer play. I mean, just from, you know, it's just the West is growing, George. I mean, it's just the bottom line. It's not just you know, not Cal. I'm not even talking about California. I'm talking about Oregon. I'm talking about Washington, you know, Nevada. I mean, these places are growing like crazy. I mean, people are moving their jokes. So, you know, it's, they know and they recognize it. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to balance out the geographics of the NHL too. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think that's the one sure. thing. Vancouver. 
Yeah, Vancouver will be thrilled if there's a team in Seattle. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, play that team a few times, you don't have to travel as far. Yeah, and that's, so and that's the thing. And, you know, I thought Burroughs getting moved was sort of big deal. Mm-hmm. Him getting the contract extension with the trade, I think it was a huge deal for him. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you could say what you I, I've never been a fan of Ottawa, but they've made some pretty nice moves of recent late. They've, yeah. I, I like the Burroughs move for them, unfortunately. I wish the Sabres would have thought about something like that. Perfectly, what I think we need, but you know, it's. Well, I think Burroughs is a piece of shit, so that's just me. No, but that's why I like him. That that's what you, you understand what I'm saying. That's not you know what I mean. <laughs> no, he's he's just a piece like of shit. So fuck him. Well, I wish they'd send him to hockey uh, Siberia. George, <laughs> I'll never get over the fact he bit somebody and got nothing for it. Biting is, you know, protein, you know? <laughs> yeah. You could put down as poutine or something. <laughs> but, you, uh, but you look at the, that move, the big move that was made. But after that, I mean, the Shannon Kirk move makes sense. But I think it underlines a bigger problem there. It's. Who the hell is running that team? Yeah. I mean, how do you go from where they were? No, in St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. I'm sorry. I was throwing Burroughs. St. Louis is a unmitigated disaster right now. I mean, there's talk they're going to blow up the whole thing. So, yes, well, it helped because you made the move and you got rid of them. Mm -hmm. And you got something back. But, you know, here's a guy that Tarasenko liked. You know, the okay. younger kids really liked. And you may have a problem on your hands. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, St. Louis just as recently as a year. I think losing David back has really, to me, set this emotion. Yeah. He was the heart and soul. I mean, he was their guy. So... Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that that happened, but uh, I don't know what's going on with St. Louis. I guess they just got frustrated. I mean, they've always been kind of like a San Jose. You know, if you, they've if you been, look at the makeup of... You can't even say they've been, like, the maid of honor. They've always been a bridesmaid. They've made the playoffs every year forever. Yeah. St. Louis is... Buffalo was like that for the longest time, for the last six years, seven years. Buffalo Salem's are very mm-hmm. similar. I think Buffalo has the fifth best winning percentage or sixth best in the history of hockey of all the teams. I mean, but you, you and St. Louis yeah. is right there too. But they they don't they don't win in the playoffs. You know, they, yeah. they get to the second round or so, occasional Eastern Conference final or Western Conference final. Maybe I think they both went to two or three cups and lost. Yeah. But St. Louis so, hasn't been there since yeah, the 70s. No, they went like three straight times, didn't they? Yeah. I think they went three years in a row and lost all three times. They almost pulled the Bills. Almost. Almost. They were the original Bills. Oh, nice. And the Bills surpassed them. That's right. I'm proud you know, of it. Some kid, 
but some little kid in Africa thinks that the Bills won the Super Bowl. For you know, years. you know, and, and, you know, to you, George. Th- thanks a lot for that, by the way. You know, I sent you that like a month ago. I know for some reason I didn't see it right away because sometimes I don't see stuff that pops up. I was going through my wall. <laughs> so what is this thing? <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> I, you know, and the funny thing was I didn't want to mention it to you. I was like, oh man, he must be mad at me. No, no, I no, got the best no. of him. <laughs> yeah, I got no, the best of him. Oh, mad at me. No, not at all. No. I, I figured you saw it, you laughed man. your ass off. I figured you saw it, you left your ass off, and you're like, oh, I meant to reply to him, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no. So, sometimes I'm – with Facebook, I'm up and down. Sometimes I'm on there. Sometimes I'm not. So, um, anyway. That's our hockey talk for tonight. Don't mind. We'll get back to this tomorrow if we have to. Um, well, I mean, they say the Sabres won tonight. A signature win against Arizona. Anyway, and New Jersey lost one nothing to Washington. This thirteen shot save for Brandon Holtby. I mean, that's the most lifeless performance that you've ever seen. <laughs> Come on, yeah. That's that's New Jersey in a nutshell right now, George. It was thir- they actually took thirteen shots. That's a shock. <laughs> no, fifteen save performance by Holtby. Oh, excuse me. Okay, I didn't give him enough credit. I'm sure New Jersey Nation will be all over me on that. There you go. You want to hear the shots? Yeah. Who got, who took them? Um, Miles Wood had three. Mm-hmm. Who? Paul Mary had three. Mm-hmm. John Merrill had two. Uh, Nason had two. None okay. from Henrique, none from Hall, none from Bo Bennett. That guy's a stiff. Yeah, I never liked him anyway. I never understood that. <laughs> oh, I understood it completely. What's that? That is, well, that's having Ray Shiro and having John Hines on your bench, both Pittsburgh guys. I mean, look, last year they brought in Tyler Murphy, um, or Tyler Kennedy, sorry. Um, they brought in him. This year they bring in Lovejoy and and Bo Bennett. It, it's like, let's bring some of these guys in because we have to spend money, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I was, I was excited when Ray Shiro came aboard. I still think I'm not excited be. No, I'm not because he's handcuffed by lose bad contracts. Yeah. Well, it's going to take time. You're going to have to be patient. I mean, that's some patient. (laughs) Hold on. Patient. Let's let's go to our good new friends, Cap Friendly, Brian. And let me throw out some bad contracts a Lou Amarillo signed that the Devils have. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Cool. Um, and how long guys are here for? Because okay. that's the that's the big thing. How long are guys here for? 
New Jersey, third lowest salary cap in the league. Right now, has nine million dollars in cap space. All right. Okay. The right now. Oh, Taylor Hall is there. Taylor Hall is there until 2020. So that's all right. I'm okay with that. Travis Ajak is there until 2021, making 5.75. That's awful. That's an awful contract. Um, I don't even know. Camilleri's there until 19, making Never five. Okay. Luckily for us, Ryan closed on LTIR, so that's 4.8 a year. Mm-hmm. Palmieri's a good contract. Mark Savard's contract comes off next year, thank God. <laughs> How long? Poor guy. Has that guy been out? Yeah, well, that's a shame what happened then. He's out five years. He's been gone. He's been out of the league five years now. Boston won the cup five years ago. He wasn't on that team. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Um, Andy Green, 2020, five million a year. Okay. My favorite, though, of all the bad Devils contracts, Corey Schneider is there until 2022. How, how much does he make a year? Six. Wow. Well, it could be worse. It could be Lundqvist making nine. Yeah, but at least Lundqvist gives always... you a chance to win every night. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was struggling, and he'll be thirty. Yeah. For, and he'll be thirty-five at the end of that deal. No, he's thirty-five now, isn't he? Oh no, I was talking about Snyder. Oh. He's only 30? Yeah. He's got an NTC. Oh, this is just that the the devil's really got some work to do. But listen, um, there may be hope for the devils after all. He signed this deal before last year. Yeah. He signed this deal before last year. Mm. He signed it July 9, 2014. Seven yep. years. I'm looking at cash. Oh, yeah, the Devils have a lot of cap space right now, $9 million. I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sabres, Sabres don't so, much at all. <laughs> Andy Green, oh, NTC. Zajac, NTC. You have three guys who should not have NTCs that have NTCs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can I ask a question? What is Calgary spending their money on? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> but the Devils have their first this year. Boston, their, their second and Boston second. They have Colorado's and San Jose's third this year. They have two in Nashville's picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Sabres have and they they trade have one in, they they have one two twos and two threes next year in the draft, and they still couldn't. You know, 
too bad they couldn't buy. They, they had to the assets to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really did, but, yeah. And yeah, New Jersey has so many guys that really are still on entry-level contracts that yeah. probably should I mean, be team, but they won't. Yeah, I mean, the real problem with the Devils to me three years ago, their farm system was, was just abysmal. I mean, it was as bad as I see. Because Lou traded it all away. Oh, I agree. And it's just going to take time. Lou destroyed that farm system. Yeah. But he destroyed the farm system for Kovalchuk. Uh-huh. I mean, he destroyed yep. the entire thing for Kovalchuk. And mm-hmm. other really bad trades. Mm-hmm. But you do look at their roster. Andy Green's one of theirs. Zajac's one of theirs. Uh, Severson's one of theirs. So they have Pete. Like, the fact that, you know, Jacob Josephson's still on that team drives me nuts. They finally got rid of Steven yeah. Gianta, which I'm super happy about. P.A. Parent's all gone. Super happy about, but the only problem is he's the only guy that puts the buck in that. Yeah. Here's I'm the problem: you. they need. This is what the Devils need more than anything else, and I would love TJ Oshie. The Devils need a number one center because Adam yes, Henrique is a nice two. Travis Ajak is a paid one, but he's a three at best. Mm-hmm. They need a number one centerman. Hey, you know what I would have done? I would have called up and asked what it would have taken to bring in Eberle from Edmonton. They're not happy with him. Yeah. And you have a good rapport with them since you were able to steal Travis, uh, um, Taylor Hall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll be listening. I think a number one center is everything right now. That's how I start my roster. I mean, I don't even look any further. Than that, yeah. I just think it just trickles down. Makes it, like I said, I, I agree. The Devils have a lot of good secondary players, and but they yeah. just don't have I, I, that one guy that that you know. Uh, I mean, about where you get it is the question. I mean, I'm not even sure if this draft. Has, what? <laughs> oh well, listen. You know, I they beat that drum like crazy. Especially right after the draft, no, we all did. I, you know, no, this show does it more than anybody else. You know, it, it was funny because yeah, I was talking to somebody today that I go, I get into the Corey Schneider thing with uh, a lot, and I told them, and I said, if you really look at it, if you tanked it didn't trade for Schneider and you had Bo Horvath here and you still progressed and you made the Hall trade, you made the uh, Palmieri trade, but you tanked it and had, could you imagine a line with McDavid and Palmieri and Hall? Mm -hmm. Or Eichel, Palmieri and Hall? Those are three guys that you'd be, the Devils would have just a scary first line. It's like the Rangers. Or actually, Montreal. Montreal has one line that could score goals. Montreal yep. has one line deep right now. 
Yeah, I mean, Pacioretty's one of the best snipers in the game. <laughs> Trust me, I watched him play the Devils this week. <laughs> I, I can't. But, like, I, I love it. Saturday night, they blow a game to the Rangers. Monday night, they blow a game to Montreal. That's four points that you lost. Right? But you got points out because you took both games to overtime. But it was both games you were leading with under five to go in the third period. And if I have to hear Andy Green's stupid ass one more time say we just didn't finish the game, I'm going to throw something. I'm literally, I'm going to be one of those morons on YouTube that are breaking their TVs after their team loses a football game. You just like this, bro. You know what? You love this shit. And you know why you love this shit? Because it's like from <laughs> September to fucking February, he's happier than a pig in shit. Once the devil yep. season starts, he's it. waiting for baby. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my misery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what yours, your problem is? Yours is 12 months a year. Yeah, I know. Well, just think about it this way. I'll make you feel better. If you combine the Bills and the Sabres, 23 seasons of no playoffs right now. Yeah. 23. Unless the Sabres Not pull even. a miraculous comeback. Hey, you yeah, know, I mean, they still could do it. They still could do it. I mean, what? Oh, jeez. Oh, no, let's not. No, please. Oh, no. No, no, no. Somehow, we're going to put an end to that. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out. You know, hope springs <laughs> eternal. Come at free agency time. It's a new season. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, Speaking of that, I mean, you know, we're about 42 minutes in. So yeah. we did a lot of hockey talk. I mean, we could kind of transition. I mean, NFL free agency is about to start. I mean, we're getting yep. pretty close. You know, one thing about this I want to ask you about, don't you love how the NFL just rips off the NHL constantly, never gives them credit for it? Free agency, NFL yep. free agency, a frenzy. Where do you think they got that from? You know? Hmm. Well, the NHL I wonder where they got really had the free Yeah, but – Free agency in the yeah, NFL yeah. is only 25 years old. That's true. <laughs> I mean. Yep. But, like, I, I mean, you go and look at, hey, by the way, did you know Colin Kaepernick's going to stand for the National Anthem next year? I have heard that, actually. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that he has no job next year? Because I do. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you. I had another angle on this. And I, I don't okay. know if this means anything. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Hold on one second. Uh-huh. Do you think this had anything to do with watching Trump the other night? No. Because he said something about recent things he's seen that are positive. I don't know. I mean, do you think that maybe... I don't know. Is it something that I thought about? No, I think it has nothing. I think it has okay. all to do with the fact that he doesn't have a job for next year. No. He... I'm really... He probably got win through his agent that there were a lot of teams that weren't even going to touch him I don't like that one in the bottom. Hold on. We're having some technical difficulties here. Hold on, George. 
Oh, okay. That's cool. So, but anyway. Yeah. I think I think it has something to do, a lot to do with the fact that, one, he doesn't have a job. Two, he's been told that it's not going to help him well in free agency. Okay. And that's why he's doing it. Because, no, you know what? If his positive is, you know what his positive is? Yeah. It's that people are, that are demonstrating the hell out of Trump. Because those are the yep. people that agree with his stance. It has nothing to do with. Yeah. Let's forget. Let's not forget this. Let's 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 get this point out in the open. That mm-hmm. clown did what he did because his girlfriend is the head of Black Lives Matter in California. Yeah, I agree. Now, if the reason it's amazing, it's amazing what happens with people. Oh, is that right? Well, if his girlfriend did, then he changes his stance. But did his girlfriend break up? Did Kaepernick and his girlfriend break up? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out because that would be the reason now. why he changed his stance. <laughs> they yeah, they will, yeah, they will now that he's not standing. She but that's what it is. Mean, it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, that's true. He knows it the money trade with the fact out. that he didn't have a job. Yep. You think somebody signs him? And who? Nope. Nope. Jets? Nope. Nope. Don't think, you don't think so, huh? You think Woody Johnson's going to bring him into the Jets? With the fact that Woody Johnson is up for becoming the um, ambassador <laughs> this is Woody to jo- the UK? This is Woody Johnson we're talking about, you know. It Anything. doesn't matter. Anything. Woody Johnson has enough problems selling tickets. Oh, no, wait. Woody Johnson has enough problems selling tickets right now that if he did that, I bet you he'd have a lot less season ticket holders. Really? You think Jeff fans would just, that's it? Oh, yeah. For as big of the deplorables as Jeff fans are, there's a lot of cops and firemen in that. You know what? I'll say this about Jeff Fanner. They're pretty loyal. <laughs> Something, you know, believe it or not, I was talking from Jeff Fanner. said, you know, we share common ground. I mean, uh, Jeff Do all you know? patriots. No, I'm not even mentioning your team. How about that? How about that for once? Wow, that's a shock. It's not about New England. For once? Yes. No, for you, Sorry. it's not. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, but it, no, it's no, but no, it's just the. It's just the whole. You know, I mean, listen. Let's be honest. Do, do the Jets really feel like a franchise that you could say, "Hey, they won a Super Bowl." No. I mean, it just doesn't. First of all, it's fixed. Let's just be honest about that already. Okay, it was rigged. It was rigged to, to merge the league, and I absolutely take that to the grave. I have zero doubt in my mind that that game had some shenanigans in it. Zero. It was a perfect storm. Perfect storm, George, to to merge the inferior AFL with the 
with the NFL's perfect, perfect. Well, or well, let me right. just go with this. Don Shula is not as good a coach as everybody makes him out to be. Uh, he's, listen, I'm not going to – you know, every dog has his day, you know, meaning there's going to be some ups and downs for the most part. Yeah. You stay 30 years. Yeah, I'm sure Belichick stays in the 10. He'll have some downs. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Maybe. But will he but stay I don't, long I enough mean, to have his downs? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's why I believe that this whole uh, – see, look, I, I have two looks at this. Mm-hmm. One is, for anybody who's sitting there and that's geeked up about Jimmy Garoppolo coming to your city to be your quarterback, mm-hmm. you're not getting them. And you're not getting them for not the reason why you think I'm going to say Bill's not giving him up because Bill knows that Brady's one hit away. That's true. Player will be suspended for life. Well, he should, you know, you know Bernard Pollard should have been suspended for life for that dirty hit he threw on him in 2008, but that's just me. I'd give him praise for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, and you still did nothing with it. But you did nothing with it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, when we started this show, I remember Bill, the mm-hmm. first co-host I had, he said, it's the perfect storm for the Jets. We got Brett Favre. We have no Brady. We still couldn't make the playoffs. <laughs> and that's exactly yep. what he said. He goes, yep. it's never going to change for us. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know, but that, you know, but Kaepernick, you know, about Kaepernick, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I still think someone's going to take a shot at him. But who? I, who wants to bring that circus to town? Jerry Jones is out. The Raiders are out. I mean, what teams are the circus teams? Mine. Your team's not bringing him in. They need him alive up there. Actually, you know, could you imagine? I think Kaepernick had some bad things <clears throat> to say about people in Buffalo <laughs> and the way they reacted to him. But you know what? Yeah. what? What I'm saying is, if you look at Tyrod and you look at Kaepernick, if you're going to have that kind of quarterback, and if I lose Taylor, he's the kind of guy I could put in and run a similar system. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm saying this right now. I'm not saying <laughs> anything else. I mean I, I don't I don't think they would. But you know, who knows? I doubt it. I agree with you. Now you know, he may just have to wait his turn, but you know the thing is what turn is gonna come up? I mean this is what happened to Johnny Mandel. I mean, Johnny Manziel, you see guys, him? I mean, who's going to take him? Johnny Manziel is going to ha- – Johnny Manziel is going to have to re-dedicate himself to football. 
He's going to have to go up to Canada, prove that he's not a complete shithead, and he'll get a chance because mm-hmm. he's got talent because he did it in the SEC. Kaepernick, mm-hmm. on the other hand, seen as a complete system quarterback. Yeah, I just think he's a guy that he has, has done. incredible athleticism. He... Um, but that, that but quarterback the doesn't work in the NFL out. anymore. No, it was the whole read-off. That was the problem. He was, was figured he, out. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, was figured out way I mean, too he, quick. And then he's totally inaccurate. He's he's not even close. Yeah, forget I yeah. even sent the bills. I mean, it's not happening. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, you know, there's, third, there's, there's only 32 starting jobs in the NFL. First quarterback. Very, very difficult. Yeah. I don't even, even if you're on a not so good team, right? And yeah. these guys got these guys got to understand that, you know, we're going to have another draft coming up this year, right? Somebody's going to draft Mitch Trubinsky, somebody's going to draft Deshaun Watson. Guess what? Guys like Manziel and Kaepernick, who? Right? And then yeah. next year we're going to have some even better quarterbacks coming in. And 2019, we're going to you fade really, really fast. Yeah. So you better hey, you, you know, better not screw it up the first time you got it because you are not getting you're not. They'll move on so fast. You know, so, and, and you just go and go back to something that Brady said during the Brady Six. You know, I still practice every day like I'm at Michigan. Yeah, I mean there's something know, to be said for that. Um yeah. There's no doubt. You know, with saying that the reason he looks at it that way is he's saying, you know, when I was in Michigan, if I didn't practice well on Thursday and Friday, on mm-hmm. Wednesday and Thursday, I wasn't playing Saturday. And yep. it's those guys who are the reason why guys like Johnny Manziel isn't around anymore. Yep. Because there the are team, guys. You know, yeah, teams have a lot of power. Matt Schaub is still in the NFL because he works. You know, like everybody says, like, why is this guy here? Why is this guy still in the league? Ryan Fitzpatrick works his ass off. Can I give you a guy I think that will still hang around somewhere? Is EJ Manuel. Call me crazy. I'll say this about EJ Manuel. He has one of the best attitudes of any quarterback I've ever seen in Buffalo. He's a great young man. He's, He's got great work ethic. He wants to be a part of the team. So he doesn't complain. Those are the guys that people can say, hey, you know, I'll put you on a roster. Even if you're a third string, yeah, I'll, I'll put you, you on here. I, I will give you a chance. And, you know, like we always used to say, like remember when everybody said, yeah. how come he keeps getting chances? Why does Randy Moss get a chance and T.O. doesn't? Because Randy Moss was loved by his teammates. Yeah. As much as Bill Poling That's doesn't true. like him. Yeah. Well, Bill, Bill Poling had a fucking clown. Polian has lost it. Okay. I, I am I'm gonna tell you this and I fought with Bill's fans tooth and nail. Oh, let's bring in Bill Polian as a czar. I co- completely against that. Comple- mm-hmm. I am listen, I in that respect, I am tired of that nineties team. Meaning Jim Kelly, you can go to the games, Thurman Thomas, you can hang him. No problem. I don't want you anywhere near mm-hmm. the organization top to bottom. I don't want you anywhere near it. Right? Is it like it, an Eric it, Dickerson it, it, thing, you think? Uh, I don't know. Um, but Bill Polian is just, 
You know who he said the best quarterback in this draft is? Deshaun Watson. Chad, Chad Kelly. Why? <laughs> who's his, who's his he's uncle? Still on Jim Sparrow. Jim Kelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, if I'm the you know, Bill fans have a clamor for Chad Kelly for three years. I've been hearing about this for three years. It's going to be a big distraction. You get, and you got baggage now. Yes. Now, he's got a lot of talent. I really think he's the kind of guy, if you get him right. He's got a ton of baggage. Yeah, but I think. Ton. Ton. If I'm a team. A ton of baggage. No, a ton of baggage. See, here's the other thing that these guys aren't going to get. Joe Mixon's the same thing. Joe Mixon has more talent than Chad Kelly. Oh, a lot more talent than I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mixon probably wasn't a first or second round pick to begin with. Oh, I think he would have been. Or at least a second, mid-second. Late first, early second. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. There's a dude who fucked up. Fucked up. That's it. That's all you can say yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. He fucked up. Yep. But man, you guys, you know, they gotta understand this is a you know, I, I will never forget this. My I keep referencing my old neighbor because I really saw how they went through the draft process. And I remember his mother, Terrence's mother saying about they had to petition the league about the forty time and stuff. She just shook her head to me. She goes, This league is relentless. Meaning it is yeah. just so and what she meant is it is so competitive. I mean, if you saw Terrence's room George, regular standard mm-hmm. apartment size room. If you saw how many yeah. trophies this guy has earned over his lifetime, okay, and this guy played about 20 games in the NFL, okay, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not putting them down. That's still listen, making the league is still a major accomplishment, right? Yeah. I just think about how much it really takes just to be in a professional sport, and if these guys, they just you know they don't understand that. You know, you just can't make you know, these, these kind of mistakes like Chad Kelly make. Get away with it, unless you're just an iconic player. But that's even then. I mean, how many chances do you really yeah. get? You know, here's the funny thing. I remember guys I work with would ask, you know, they'd be talking about Ray Rice and why Ray Rice doesn't have a job again. And the only answer I could come up with was because he sucks. If Ray Rice oh, had an yeah. iota of talent, somebody would have taken yards per That's why Adrian his yards per carry still around. His yards yeah. per carry went way down before the incident. He was averaging three point three yards a carry, and at, he won the he, 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 he played in that Super Bowl and he and he quit. He got paid and he quit. He had Sean Alexander disease. I agree. Listen, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the reason the why that, that the other this. guy. Yep. The reason why, what's his name? Uh, the guy that went to the Cowboys, the defensive end, Greg Hardy got got a second chance. A it wasn't tough. on film, and it wasn't on film. You couldn't see it. Main reason why he got another chance because it wasn't on film. Plus, yeah. I watched his first game back. It was against the Patriots. He kicked the shit out of Tom Brady. I mean, he was an elite. But where is he he was an elite. Yeah. yeah. Well, where is he but now? He's, an, he's, you know, he's like Alden Smith. 
Alvin Smith keeps getting chances. He's an elite talent. Dallas Alvin Smith talents. I mean, he's, you know, he's, but eventually, you know, there comes a time. But he's been out of football for a year. Does he have it anymore? No. There's another guy. How about Josh Gordon? I mean, what if he comes back? He's not coming back. Somebody's going to take a flyer on him. Yeah. I don't know who, but probably somebody will. No, I'm for taking criminals. They're not even going <laughs> to go back after Michael Floyd. The fact that that guy won a Super Bowl ring and Jim Kelly hasn't just makes my stomach turn. You know, <laughs> stuff like that's just bothers me. I'm just saying. But anyway. Um, but yeah, just look at some of the free. I mean, we have free agency. When does free agency start? Oh, 4 o'clock p.m. Thursday. No, Thursday, March 9th, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, Which means the legal – but this is legal tampering weekend. Hey, all right. (laughs) So March 9th and, you know, just as a side note, you know, Greg McDermott, who I really like so far, you you know, he had his press conference for the Bills. We just heard from him for the second time this week. Wow. What a difference from our previous coach. <laughs> Are you kidding? Rex, Rex Ryan, we were from about how, I mean, it's how sad nice. is it that we I both like went the same route. Yeah. <laughs> we went the same you know, route there. I'm liking him so far. I, I So far, I do. I'll give him a chance. But, um, just looking at some of the free agents, I mean, I see one of your guys towards the top of the list. Uh, I figure we'll start here. Dante Hightower. Um, I think, think it, I, the deal with New England gets done. You think You think they'll bring him back? I think a deal is going to – but see, here's the problem. This is what I think scares them away from this. What scares mm-hmm. them away for it is they paid Ger- Gerard Mayo. So, like, the old Patriots thing of they don't pay anybody – they don't want to pay anybody top money. Stephen got scouts. He's still the highest paid kicker in the league. I don't want to hear Justin Justin two things. Him. Two things I'm tired about hearing about New England. Okay, I'm tired of hearing about how they don't have a lot of talent besides Brady. I'm tired of hearing that. Okay, there's a lot better people. Than so much. Right? Nope. Number yeah. one. Okay, I'm not putting down Tom here. I hope you don't understand that. I'm just saying, no, are, if you look, if you really know football, yeah, they're very, very talented. Okay. No, number yeah. two. You know, I'm tired of saying, oh, they don't pay. No, they pay guys. They just, they're smart with their money. You know, that's the difference. No, they don't, yeah. And, and, and the, the, see, but that's the problem. That whole thing comes mm-hmm. out where, yes, they don't pay guys. They paid Revis. They paid Browner. Yeah, but how long was the They Revis paid Gronk. It was two years. It was a, it was exactly. a two-year deal. It was like the first year was... Two but years, they knew he wasn't down. staying there more than a year. But again, you know, the Patriots have a knack for Randy Moss, Corey Dillon. They take guys that have lo- they, they they are they do what I do in fantasy sports. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Max Pacioretty was on my fantasy team. Where he won a goal scoring that that league I did the show for. My friend can put the mm-hmm. He's only got five goals. I go. I don't trade guys when they're at the low value. I don't do it. Why mm-hmm. would I trade Max Pacioretty? And now he's got, what, 30? I mean, now yeah. I would consider, like, I may get to a point where I might consider trading him because I'll trade him as peak value, you know? 
And yeah, that's what New England his peak value has is mastered. coming because Claude's never going to let him have 30 goals. So I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> I know. I Claude will never let finding. that happen. <laughs> no, but I think that's what New England's mastered. They've mastered the technique of uh, – and teams have tried to do you know what they, the Patriots. You know what team tried to do this? I don't know if you notice or not. I, and a buddy of mine calls it the gold standard, and he makes fun of his owner. because he's My buddy's one of the ravaged fans. The Eagles try that over the years. They yeah. try to get rid of guys too early. And you know what? It doesn't work the same. It's not quite the same. But but they were actually you know successful who, I, doing that for a little bit. But but you but you know who always had you know where I think the Patriots got it from Leo Mazzoni and Bobby Cox and John Sherrill mm-hmm. and Lou Lamorello. Where yeah. hey you start get, look how many guys in the late nineties that the Devils got rid of that got uppity to get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at the Braves. Right when. Glavin was done when Maddox was done, when Smoltz was done. They just mm-hmm. let them go. Steve Avery was done. They just let them go. And yep. people are so stupid. And I really believe this. Fans are the worst. Yeah. The Mets signing Tomas Glavin. <laughs> when they signed him, I said, why would you go anywhere near a guy the Braves had? Don't you think they know pitching there? Mm-hmm. Outside of Billy Garen, who that Lou got rid of that wanted to get paid did anything. Brendan Morrison became a fourth-line player. Billy Garen was the yep. only one that had a very good career after Lou got rid of him. Yeah. Yes, I think that's, you know... Uh, just to put a ball, I mean that's what I think. Um... But you so look I, at the I guys that the Wings got rid of. Wes Welker, nothing after they got rid of him. Hayden killed him. Logan Mankins, Logan Mankins, Logan Mankins, <laughs> Asante Samuel, Ty Law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lawyer Malloy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, he had one good game. <laughs> He had one good game. He wasn't even like a big <laughs> yeah. star in that game. I will say that. Mike Vrabel. Man, that. <laughs> yeah. Mike Vrabel. Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis stays in New England. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. Him going to Cleveland is the reason why he probably never makes the Hall of Fame. Joe yeah. Andrewsy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, this is what they do. I, I could. So. I but really I, I look at, I, you know, I here, look at. Here, I'll give you the late. I, I'll give you the last four guys: Dobson, Tompkins, Ridley, and Vereen. What have any of those four yeah. guys done? Yeah. They've done nothing. I mean, how 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 old is Dante Hightower? Twenty six. He was uh, drafted in twenty ten. So twenty six, yeah. twenty seven. Yeah, and he's been hurt. And he's always hurt. I would same thing with Mayo. I wouldn't go crazy. No. Same thing with Mayo. Same player as Mayo. They paid Mayo, Gerard Mayo. He missed two straight seasons. Yes. By the way, according to Pro Football Focus, he is number one free agent available. Best grade, 
88.1. That means anything. Um, you yeah. know, he's going to get paid. I don't you know. It's going to be interesting to watch that, but. Um, he's going to get paid. And I, I think if, if, if he gets a deal done with New England, great. If he doesn't, oh, well. There's some others. I mean, there's a, there's a good amount of free agents this year. Um, Chris it's not, Long, I think Chris Long is making the biggest mistake of his career. Yeah, but he won a Super Bowl. I think he's going to want to get paid now. That's what guys do. I mean, but did I get? But he he was under one of those rookie deals where he got paid. No, it's that these guys get to New England and they want to be a pass rusher. They want to do this. Hey, Chris, I would go there and be a pass rusher for them because you'll get paid next year. Nobody wanted you this off season. All yep. of a sudden, Chris Long got better after nine years in the league. Yeah. He's been in the league for nine years. Think about that. He was in the league nine years. What's he going to turn into? Dwight Freeney, where he's signing one-year deals all around the country? Mm-hmm. Marty yeah. Bennett, same thing. Where are you going? The Giants? They love signing We're you guys. Bennett will, somebody, will get, somebody will pay pretty big for him. Um, there's some, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of guys like the football geeks will love this year as free agents. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, I mean, really, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is going to get a lot of the notoriety people like him, but I think guys like Stefan Gilmore are going to be more impactful than say a Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, but I think Gilmore could have gone to Buffalo. I think it's over. I think the fact that they didn't, franchise him, he's going to get a boatload of money from somebody. Do you realize there weren't right. as many and I'm, I'm gonna make franchise and I'm tags gonna, I'm gonna, as there usually is? I'm going to predict where he's going to go. The Jets. He's going to go to Philadelphia. The Jets. Got Jim Schwartz there. Jim Schwartz, Philadelphia will pay him big time. You watch. They got a lot of cap room. I yeah, but call you it. know what? Namdi, no, they've been burned on big t- They're not signing a cornerback big time. It could be Tennessee. I mean, it could be a team like that. No. You know, they're, the, Gilmore's they're, a legit New York number Jets. one corner. Those guys, those guys the are that well. New maybe. York Jets. Because the Jets He's don't have anybody there. there. If I were him, I would go He's to get a team like Tampa Bay. I would go to Tampa Bay, something like that. I would go somewhere where I got myself a up-and-coming quarterback. Uh, yeah, I have, you know, but, yeah, he, he's as good as gone. I, 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 the more I think about it, I think they should let him go. I think they should. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Bills are in any position to do that. But you have guys like Terrell Pryor that are interesting. Um, I think he's going to stay there's a lot. Cleveland, though. You think so? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson's another guy. Um, is he going back to Philly? Buffalo, I could see mm. doing something wild with him because of McCoy. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, who knows? But a lot, you know, I don't know what the cap rooms are some of these teams, though. Actually, you know where I think Deshaun Jackson might go? Los Angeles. Not which one? The Rams. <laughs> I get it, there's two. I keep forgetting that. Rams make sense. 
Yeah. Yep. Nick Mangold's a free agent. I could tell you where he doesn't end up. Where? New England. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be objected to. The- I would be objected to Bill taking him because he could move Wood to guard, which I would love, but I don't know if that would happen. Oh, if he would move to guard, I would do it. Yeah. So Eric Berry signed the contract. Franchise tag for Chamber Jones, your former guy. Franchise tag for Melvin Ingram. One short, Kirk Cousins, Le'Veon Bell. What a steal of pony up a lot of money for Bell and uh, Brown this offseason. Yeah. Two-year contract for James Harrison? <laughs> at 40? At 40? Well, what? you know, if he's doing the TB12, if he's doing the TB12 workout. <laughs> Here's I the thing with Bell. <laughs> no, 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 never. I um, to, listen, I I have to. But here's the thing with Bell and Brown. They only franchise Bell. Granted, it's the exclusive franchise. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like they're going all in with Brown's contract, especially because it's the longer of the two. But you already got a quarterback question if he's going to be there or not next year. So, like, mm. what if Ben gets to June and says, you know what? Fuck <laughs> this. I don't want to do this shit no more. Yeah. Like, what if Ben does say that? What if Ben comes out in, in June and says, what if he comes out two days before the draft and says, I don't want to do this? You've now franchise tagged Le'Veon Bell for $20 million. You've now... You've now guaranteed Brown 42. And, oh, by the way, you also paid Landry Jones. So that tells me that Ben's already told them, I'm done next year. I'm done soon. Hmm. You know who would be an interesting spot for Jimmy Garoppolo? Just thinking about it now. The New York Giants. Well, Eli, at some point, you know. I mean, Eli's the same age as Ben, and tr- granted, Eli hasn't been hurt. But would he want to go and sit behind another quarterback for another year? If I'm going to sit behind anybody, yeah. I'm going to sit behind Tommy. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's under contract, right? He's got another year under contract. Well, where's he going? He's not going anywhere this year unless the Patriots decide to do something. Next year's going to be the witching hour. That's what they're going to have to decide. But at uh, at that point next year, you don't get anything for him when you lose him. So either you know something, because Brady's kind of backed off that five-more-year thing. Brady's you know, backed I off. Think it's gonna, you know what, George? I really think that I really think with Brady it's a year by year thing right now. Privately I'm sure you know but you know all no, these teams, I, like, I don't think know. it's a, I don't think it's a year by year thing. I think he's told Kraft and I think he's told Belichick 
when his when his deli number is getting called. Yeah, but again, he is going to be forty, and I understand it's going to happen. But no, that's it's what I'm saying. I think that's happen. why he, and it's not going to happen over a span of three weeks. It's going to happen overnight. It is going yeah. to happen well, overnight, and if you're not ready anyway. for it, to fall off. Oh yeah. The fall-off is going to happen overnight, and if you're not ready for it, you're going to go back and you're going to be drafted number one overall. And with your luck, the you know Andrew Luck will break his leg and they'll miss the season and they'll take it and they'll get the next great quarterback coming out of college. <laughs> and the Bills will still win eight games in this Um Speaking of that. <laughs> yeah. Name a name auspiciously on on this list, but Tony Romo. Well, he's still on the contract. We'll go somewhere. Yeah, that's true, but we all know it's probably going to happen. I don't know if that's the. I think that's the same case with Brady. I think it's a very good for him, a very good situation. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the difference. Okay, is that Garoppolo has been used to being a backup. Okay. I don't think he yes. is complaining too much personally. With Romo, he was the guy in Dallas, okay? You've got this new rookie, and Dallas is probably going to look and say, I mean, they could probably just go out and get them. So how about how about Jerry Jones signing Colin Kaepernick as a backup quarterback? No. You don't think so? He's no. that kind of guy. He's no. Like take your, mm, no? All right. Yeah, but he takes that risk. When that risk can play for him. Yeah, that's true. That's Greg Hardy. But he's not gonna yeah, take I, that I risk the, on him. The Cowboys he's have not gonna, almost put could, yeah, wait, hold on, Brian. Could you really think yeah. of what you just said? Yeah. I want you to think of what you just said. You're gonna send him to Texas? <laughs> hey, You're listen. gonna send Colin, I don't stand for the national anthem, Kaepernick. To California, to Texas, and, and, and have him play in the stadium. To have him play in the stadium, where the American sniper Chris Kyle was laid to rest. No, no, no. <laughs> I gotta get you over. Go sit in the corner. You know what? For that, for that comment, go sit in the corner. <laughs> Are you crazy? I mean, I know Jerry Jones is. That likes malcontents, but I mean there is a line, and I don't think he would even go near that one. Yeah, of course. The other thing but, is, but Kaepernick's you know, not going to do it. He I would think, take that. Was probably, you know, Dallas is a team that is going to have to get themselves a veteran backup of some sort, just in case something happens to Dak. But they they have to clear the way for Dak. They have to proclaim that he's our guy. You know, the, and to me, to get is to he their guy? Have to. Yeah, he is. There's no question about it. There's no question is about he? ideas. Yep. Is I mean, he not, their again, guy? You, absolutely. Now, there's two questions here. There's two answers I'm going to give you. Is he their guy? Absolutely. The numbers suggest it. The, 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 everything suggests it. The metrics, whatever you want to prove. Back had an incredible, awesome season. Is he mm. going to be this great? That's another question. But going into the season, 
yes, he is absolutely their guy, and he has to be. I don't see any way around it. He's he's a rookie. He's under you know with his. It's kind of like Russell Wilson, where you're going to get him for four years, three four years, where you're going to have a low salary for good production out of a really good production out of a quarterback. Also, be able to do a lot more things with that money. Yeah, they're going to have to try it. I mean, because Romo's thirty-seven, broke down the last two years. It's not like Romo just had one little injury. No, he's been out for a while. That's why I'm saying, does Jerry? You know, if I'm Jerry, I go to Tony and say, "Listen, you have two options. One, I'm going to cut you, and you can go wherever you want. Or you have three options. Two, I'm going to trade you to where you want, but nobody's going to take that money on." Nope. Or three is you have four years left on your contract or whatever he's got. I don't know the exact specifics of that deal because I really don't care. But you have X amount of years left on your deal. How do I know? The the NFL contracts aren't even even worth the paper they're written on. Right? Or we could do this for you, Tony. You can retire, and I'm still going to pay you the money. Yeah. You do right by him, and you give him the A-Rod personal services deal, where you do right by Tony. He sits there, and he becomes an ambassador, which, you know, which Troy Aikman doesn't want to be for your franchise. And you go that route. Tony Romo's a free agent in 2020. Okay. Under his current Jerry contract. Jones could, which Jerry Jones could eat that money. For the, for the next few years, give Tony a personal services contract, have him sign autographs, hang out with the cheerleaders, do USO shows, and then they're good. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Tony, that's what I go for. But if he's not, if he says I'm retired and I'm not playing and he's only there in the Roger Staubach thing where he's only, and oh, by the way, you're not talking to the media. That's the other thing that I would say. You're not talking to the media. That's not going to happen. He's got it. Tony's got to do right by himself, but he's already done right by himself because he's made tons of money. Yep. And Jason Witten's I mean Jason Witten's not long for the league. He's got one year left on his contract. Yeah. You're yep. not re upping him at this point. So really if you look at the ball the Cowboys are in. Yes, you I mean, have just, Zach. Just think, yes, you yeah. have Deke. Yes, you have Zach. Yes, you have De- um, Ezekiel. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you have outside of that? Just listen to this for a second, though. 2017, okay. Dak Prescott will make $635,000. 2018, he'll make yeah. 725 2019, he'll make $815,000. So for three years... I mean, to have a starting quarterback of that caliber for that money, he's the most 
don't take this the wrong way. He's not the best. He's the most valuable quarterback in the league, meaning for production versus a salary. You know, it, it, and it's kind of like, you know, Russell Wilson. Like It's just there's so many things Dallas can do with an extra $20 million. If they get, if they get rid of Romo, so many things they could do with that extra money. I don't know how much that's going to count against their cap or anything, but it's a chance they have to take. I, I don't. That's why they as have an organization. Oh yeah, they have to find his a way cap to do hit. that. His cap hit next year because he's over. Uh, let's see, cap hit if cut. Oh, here you go. Uh, Total twenty seven if, if Cowboys trade then you uh, uh, total seventeen Okay. Da, 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 da. He's taking up Tony okay. Romo is taking four, Tony Romo next year is taking fourteen point five eight percent of the sal Cowboys salary cap. Tony Romo's cap hit for the next three years are as follows. 24.7, Okay. If he's traded... Okay. If he's traded or retires, I would accelerate... Okay, so uh, it would be t- he would only open. I don't understand how this shit works. Uh, they would only open up eight point nine million in eighteen and nineteen. Romo is scheduled to, and this is from November. Romo is scheduled to count twenty four point seven against the two thousand seventeen cap hit. It's already earmarked. Think was base salary fourteen million, which would be traded away in his prorated signing restructure bonus, count for another ten. That would stay with the Cowboys after he leaves. And it's all dead he, money. Yeah, but his his contract is not very good at all. Nope. No, this is the problem these teams get into when they keep reopening these contracts. Like, look at what Brady would cost the Patriots because he keeps redoing that, that signing bonus. He he would cost the yep. Patriots a ton. I think the only thing right now that's hitting their salary cap for Brady is, like, his signing bonus. Yep, that's correct. He only has a he has a million dollar base salary and a thirteen million dollar signing bill. Mhm. Yep. <laughs> that's right. No, that was this year. That was this year. Oh yeah, this year. That was this so year. he didn't lose a lot. Um, Brady would have how much Tony Romo eight, counts against the Cowboys cap? I can't find a player even close yeah. to that. Brady's dead cap number on the Patriots this year, last year, would have been $40 million. Oh, no, I'm sorry. His base salary last year was $764,000. Yeah, 
His dead cap was forty million. Next year, his base salary is a million. His dead cap number will be twenty-seven. His cap hit in eighteen and nineteen is four is twenty-two million dollars a year. I could almost pretty much guarantee you that Tom Brady is not going to play for those contracts. I would agree. So where do you think he's going? Who, Brady? Tony. No, yeah, Brady's going for the Bills. (laughs) Brady's going to... (laughs) Brady's going between Giselle's legs. Um, uh, (laughs) Let's brew it after dark for live. That's right. We've got to figure out if we can figure out a way to get some of them on here again. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, already. Oh, by the way, I just want to... Just just a little hockey thing. My wish has come true for Jack Eichel. He's on an eight-game point point streak with two goals. He's he's playing really well. Eichel's on an eight-game point streak with two goals and nine assists. Remember I said I want him to get more assists? I want him to be a better passer? I'm getting my wish. But anyway, good thing. Um... Where is Tony Romo going? I'm shocked he hasn't gone anywhere yet. No, well let's let's check off where he's not going. He's not going to Cleveland. No. Jets. No. Forty ers He's not going anywhere above the Mason Dixon line. Um I'll tell you, you know, why. I, I look at the, I, I look at Tony Romo's contract, and I'm just not even sure how Buffalo gets him in. Like, even if they really wanted to. I, no, I, I mean that's why we have Chris Hogan. Well, that was last year. This year is much better. Last year was that was our bad year. The that was the one that we're up against. It. It's going to get better now. But that, I don't know. I. I give Buffalo as one of those 10-to-1 shots. They're, they're a little bit long. He's not going anywhere can... above the Mason-Dixon line. He's not playing outdoors. Arizona, I thought, would would be perfect, but they brought back Carson Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got crazy. the perfect place for him to land. Let me see if All we're right, thinking the same way. All right. <laughs> a California team. Yep, me too. I'm thinking of California team as well. They're pretty Did close they just to me, change right? their logo on their helmet? Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yes. Makes some sense. They, you know, I it makes mean, sense. It sells tickets. It, it, it lets let golf learn behind somebody. Yeah. Because golf probably shouldn't have played last year. Rams have a really good defense. They got a really good running back. Mm-hmm. Bills have a really good running back. Bills have better receivers. Bills Doesn't have matter. He's end. not going to. He's not playing outdoors oh. in the in the cold. <laughs> to, you know this is my personal dream. You know I want this to happen. Okay, take Tony Romo. I guarantee you he throws away four games and you miss the playoffs. Perfect. But he sells tickets. And then I want him to get hurt. He sells tickets. Tony he sells tickets in L.A. It's the perfect mix. 
boom or bust. Gets us no. to the playoffs, or we go two and fourteen, and we get a great quarterback next year. That's fine. You're not going two and fourteen with him. That's the problem. You're going to go seven and nine. No, if you're going to you're going to run it. He's not going to get we're hurt. Seven, but we're going seven and we're going seven and nine. Taylor. That's what you know. What I'm saying yeah. is, we, you know, but you're not going two and fourteen. You're not, but you're not getting Tony Romo. You know what? He's, I'm going to go out. LA go out live. LA is possible. How about Houston? They have too much dead cap with Osweiler. Shame, because I'll tell you what, Houston's a perfect fit for him. Yeah. Even more. And O'Brien can make. And the sad part is O'Brien can make him better. That's yeah, I would part. say, yeah, I would say Houston, L.A., or Denver are probably the favorites. Um, now, let's just L.A. is definitely the dark horse. It's not even well thought of, but let's think about this. Jerry Jones sends him to Houston with that defense. Those weapons on offense. And let's say the Cowboys come back to earth next year and go six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight. They go eleven and five, make the playoffs. Jerry Jones is going to get run out of that state faster than liberals. Because you know, don't take this the wrong way. But a healthy Tony Romo in that divisional playoff game last year against you guys, maybe out the first round. I don't think the pay. I don't think I, the Patriots listen, play I, that, that way. Game. I don't think they played the same game. I, I, they didn't play that no, well. No, I don't. Like what I'm, I they think Houston was that they bad. They didn't play that well. You know, what did they do in the second half? They weren't a No, no, no. Look, I, no, what I'm saying is. But, Brian, here, yeah. here's the same thing I said to you before the Super Bowl. There are two okay. buys this year. They came out flat, and they figured That's it out in I'm the saying. second half. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Houston would have had a pretty big – I think Romo would have got them out flying with – you know, I, you would think, but then again. No, well, what about this? If they have Romo, maybe they're not playing New England in that game. Maybe they're playing Pittsburgh in that game. And New England plays Oakland. Or not Oakland. Who did Pittsburgh beat? Kansas City. New England's playing Kansas City in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I'm just, you know. I'm just saying because, and, and you know what? Pittsburgh doesn't. Uh, think about it. He's on that team. Probably don't lose some of those shitty games they lost. They may have had the two seed. They may have lost to the Patriots in, in the championship game. That team, with Tony Romo, there's no chance. Why did, why did Bledsoe get sent to Buffalo? Because Belichick knew they were never going to come back and bite him in the ass. You cannot send him to Houston if... Think about that. Think about that. You can't send him to Houston. Send him in state. That would that would kill Jerry Jones. Let's say you send him to Denver. Right? 
I know you want to do right by Tony. I get it. He's been a good soldier for you for all these years. Send him to Denver. Yep. Let's say he wins a Super Bowl there, and they go 6-10, and 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven and miss the playoffs, and Tony Romo's playing in the AFC Championship game. Well, Jerry Jones would get murdered. I think it's they would be, just got to take, George. I just do. I just don't see how that. Who is going to pay you the rent? What are, they, what are you going to get from? You're no, not getting a one. They get. No. You're not getting you a three. Get two. You might as well just trade them. You might as well just cut them. First of all, there's no way Denver could fit him under their salary cap. So you'd have to cut then oh, oh, you mean the team that keeps cheating? They're capped? Yeah, they could probably fit. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. They probably have $35 million of open money. Let's see. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can figure this out. This was, I was just looking at the Patriots cap. I'm sure I could figure out NFL teams. Yeah, Denver probably has, like, more cat room than anybody else. Denver Broncos. Salary cap 2017. Von Miller stay hit a $20 million cap hit. Wow. Right now, they have they have $41 million of free cap. Wow. <laughs> Told you, they probably have $35 million available. They're going to get them. I think we found where he's going to go. No. New you England think? has the New England got fifty nine million dollars. Yeah, I know. They have the most cap room. I heard this on the I heard this on the Bills station. They have the most cap room they got in the division. Yep. <laughs> Watch them. Why? Play. Because they would No. <laughs> He'll be our he'll be our place or he'll be our holder next year. Oh, so he can box <laughs> an extra point and he can lose the game. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. I figured you would. Uh, you know, Julian Edelman sulky, is yeah. one of Julian Edelman is one of the greatest uh, bargains in football. How much? Uh, Three million bucks. That's crazy. See, something's going on there. Sorry. It's not normal. He's a 5.75 captain. They have a lot of workout bonuses there. How about this? Nate Ebner makes $825,000. But you know what? The Patriots have a lot of young guys on their rookie fucking deals. They do. They have a ton of guys on rookie deals. The ton of guys that are in rookie deals are very easy to take deals that play big roles. 
Yep. By design. Yeah. Joe Cardona, our long snapper, makes six hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Our long snapper, Brian. Your long snapper makes six hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So you know why he makes six fifteen. We're in the wrong business because he's a Navy guy. You know, Belichick likes those Navy guys. He does. Landon Roberts makes four five forty. By the way, did you see that the NFL PA went to the um, the competition committee today? No. With their list of rules that they would like changed. Really? Yeah. Ready for one of the rules that they want taken out or put into the NFL? What's that? They want the banning of leaping over the center to block extra points. They want to ban it? You know, yeah, they want that to be a penalty. Because according to Eric Winston, the jumping over on the field goal, I think, is just leading to a really dangerous play for everybody. If you jump over the center and the jumper is in a really bad spot, he can land on his head. How in the fuck is that going to happen? Oh, man. By the way, according, according to Old Balls on Barstool, um, his first paragraph, now it's a party. The NFL offseason doesn't officially begin until the rules committee is, taking, is talking about outlawing something the Patriots do well. It's a rite of spring, like having someone throw out the first pitch on opening day. Or having an old master oh, camp drive the ceremonial so first date. These you know, New England fans, oh, you think everything we no, but, okay. revolves wait, around the sun? Wait, hey, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will go okay. back. Let's go to the article. Let's go to this. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Meanwhile, Belichick goes in there every year with simple, modest, and neutral proposals to make the game better, and which don't benefit any one team, and they invariably get shot down out of the sky. It took him years to get the committee to sign off on moving the extra point back, to make it a competitive play. But they still won't approve cameras on the pylons claiming it would be too expensive for a multi-billion dollar enterprise, which is pure horseshit. But mark my words, Old Ball says, this rule will sail through, and one of the most electrifying plays in football will be gone for good, and not for safety reasons. If the NFL PA cared about safety, they'd stop appealing every fine for helmet-to-helmet hits and unnecessary roughness, roughness calls. And so far, the death toll on leaping the center on kick attempts still remains at none, or one. Safety my ass. This is all about leveling the playing field to make it harder for the Patriots to win. And like all the other attempts, it will fail miserably. I look forward to next year when they try to ban forward. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I I look forward to next year when they try to ban forward passes from guys whose whose names end in A-D-Y. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, George. (laughs) But let's go back to this. Two years ago, John Harbaugh went to the Rules Committee whining about tackle-eligible rules so he couldn't figure out how to defend, so they banned it without further deliberation, which didn't stop Harbaugh from running the exact same play last year. In 2003 and 2004, Bill Napoleon couldn't stand the sight of his finesse receivers getting beaten down by a physical Patriot secondary so he used his position on the committee to basically outlaw defense and ruin football forever. 
Because in today's NFL, when the Patriots innovate something, the league has two choices, figure out how to stop it or make it illegal. And they choose the coward's way out every time. The damn the damn competition committee does nothing unless it's pressed after New England does it. The tackle eligible play from the Raven AFC divisional game in fifteen in fourteen became outlawed because John Harbaugh couldn't figure out how to pull his head out of his ass. Bill Polian, after getting knocked out of the playoffs two straight years up in the hellhole that is Foxborough, Massachusetts for Fucking Peyton Manning. By the way, you know how many games Peyton won in Gillette? One. One. And that Patriot team has lost Teddy Bruschi to a stroke. And Ronnie Harrison was out with a broken arm. Or some break that Ronnie had because he was, you know, trying to get healthy using the sauce. But that's what happens. Uh And this drives me nuts every year with the NFL. Every year it's the Patriots did something that we've never seen before. Well, no, because Tennessee had ran it like two weeks before. But, God forbid, this jumping over. See, but see, here's the thing. If Jamie Collins was jumping over, nobody would care. The fact that Shea McClellan was doing it, a white guy from Boise State, God forbid, there's too many, too many white guys on that team that are athletic. Oh, this is a rant and a half. I think it should have been outlawed regardless of the fact. I think it's stupid. It's fun to watch. But see, here's how you stop it. All it has to do is stand up. Snap it and put your head up. It's a penalty. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the Super Bowl, when Shane McClellan did it, the referees still didn't know how to figure out how to call it, so they threw a penalty flag on it. Everything on extra points, I mean, Christ Almighty, why? Because I'm sure, you know what, this one won't go through because John Elway's team won a game last year because of it. Thank God, is Jeff Fisher uh, still on that on that committee? I doubt it. Because if he is, it'll go for him. Jeff Fisher. You know, you you ever think like Jeff Fisher sits at home petting his cat, going, "Fuck if I only drafted Tom Brady." Oh, <laughs> uh, if, if I didn't, Jeff Fisher still near, thinks. Jeff Fisher still thinks that Jamie Wood is on the Patriots. Come on. That's that's true. Give, cut him some slack. And the funniest part what? was he played, what, an hour? 45 minutes from him? <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, it, the fact that he, he should have been fired on the spot after that. But he did, he was. He just coached that game. And then they fire him. On a short week. Well, because they didn't want him to come to losing his coach in the history. Who cares? I think that's why they did it. But still, you put your – I mean, granted, you were going to lose to Seattle anyway, but he would – that was the only team he could beat. They were the only team he was beating. And you shit can him before then. 
Would anybody have cared if he had gotten to that record? And by the way, did anybody? Did, are you shocked that he was there? The guy was a seven and he he's what forty five percent win percentage, if that. Yeah, something like that. It's amazing he had a job so long. Because he was on the competition committee. He's the reason why they're in LA is because of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Probably. That's the only reason. That's the only reason he moved there with them. They figured, oh, we're moving. He's moved the team before. That guy had the, the tenure he had in Tennessee. Was It was like he had naked pictures of Bud Adams. And as soon as Bud Adams croaked, the kid said, wait, this guy sucks. We're awful. Say bye-bye. That's the only reason why. No. It's like, why does Andy Reid keep getting jobs? We go back to the question about, you know, about players and why they keep getting jobs. Why does Andy Reid still have a job? Because he's a football guy? I mean, I think Mike Holmgren is a little bit more successful than Andy Reid was. He's not in the league anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are politics involved. I mean, in all honesty, why? I mean, just look at Mike Tomlin still has a job. Why? Well, one, because the Steelers never fire anybody. Marvin Lewis, why does he still have a job? I have no idea. Just just look at this. This was going into last, I don't know, this is 2014. Jesus. List of current NFL head coaches. Let's see. Longest standard coach is Bill Belichick. Other coaches that have won a Super Bowl with their current team are Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, John Harbaugh, and Pete Carroll. All right, so let's see. Bruce Arians is there since 2013. Dan Quinn's there since 2015. Harbaugh's there since 08. Dermott's new. Ron Rivera's 2011. John Fox is 2015. How does he still have a job? Cincinnati, uh, Marvin Lewis, how does he still have a job? Hugh Jackson's too early. The the uh, Ivy League ginger, how does he still have a job? 
Jim Caldwell, that guy inspires nothing. Mike McCarthy's been there for 11 years. How does he still have a job? Bill O'Brien, he's made the playoffs twice. Chuck Pagano, they're just a mess. <laughs> yeah, the Colts are just, you know, I'm sick of hearing about the Colts. I really am. Doug Marone's not the coach in Jacksonville anymore, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, by the way. Okay. He admitted he made a big mistake leaving the Bills the way he did. Yeah, I figured he would. Yeah, it's about times. Mike Tomlin's there since 2007. Does he still belong there? Granted, he's 46 games over 500. But does he really inspire you? Mm-hmm. No. Freaking cheerleader. Jay Gruden. How Jay Gruden's under 500. How's he still have a job? Yeah, why is that? How would that guy still work? That's another great botch job. Great botch job by the Redskins. Matching up uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's just a mess. Oh, yeah. Where's he end up? San Francisco. Does he stay there? Yes. That's where Romo goes. <laughs> After they cut him. <laughs> Andy Reid, 43 and 20. But see, but here's the thing. Andy Reid's 43 and 21. Andy Reid's a 602 winning percentage. Career-wise. 43 and 21 in Kansas City. Bill Belichick, 201 and 71. In New England. <laughs> Do you want to hear coaches who have a higher win percentage than Bill Belichick? None of them. <laughs> uh, I'll go career win percentage. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson has a two, 9 and 23 career record as a coach. The only person who has a higher win percentage than Bill Belichick is Ben McAdoo. That's career win percentage because he went 11 and 5 this year. <laughs> Bill Belichick's career win percentage 673. Did Bruce Arians get all the credit for those wins in Indianapolis? Mike McCarthy is a 651 win percentage. Pretty nice. Chuck Pagano, 613. Andy Reid, 602. Dan Quinn, 594, but that's over two years. Harbaugh is a 590. Sean Payne's a 588. Wow. Pete Carroll is a 588, but that includes the New England years. Oh, he was he was thirty three and thirty one before he got to Seattle. Bill O'Brien averages nine and seven. Oh, he's sitting right in, Toss. Sign him up. Yeah. 
So you should just actually, get him in Buffalo. It'd be perfect. That's actually too no, good. Nine times too good. No, no, eight mates. No, eight mates to me is very much. <clears throat> All List of NFL coaches with 50 wins. Let's see. Where's my boy? Jeff Fisher. Where is he? Belichick, fourth all-time in wins. I bet you he passes Tom Landry next year. Think so? He's only 13 behind him. Uh, nah, he won't get it next year. So have to coach two more years to get it? Yes. And once he gets past Landry, there is no catching. Shulin House. Just doesn't, he can't do it. I mean, George House is 318 wins. Shul was a 328. I mean... Belichick wanted to. Marty Sean. See, Andy Reid is 10th all-time in wins. Where's losses? Mike McCarthy. I'm just looking for, what's his face now? Trump Payton. Why can't I find him? Wade Phillips has, has the same amount of wins as his dad. Dick Geron, here you go, Brian. 60 all-time wins. Oh. Oh, Dick Geron. One minute Jim left Fox on the live show. Yeah, whatever. I, I never listened to that anyway. Jim Caldwell, 53 wins. I can't find Jeff Fisher. Rex Ryan has 60 wins. Mooch has 70. How many wins does Fisher have? Let's say like 100 maybe. John Fox. All Grins. Oh, here you go, Jeff Fisher, 173 and 165. He was 20 games over 500 with Tennessee. Well, it's not bad. No, I would have never, I would have never thought that. Dan Reeves, number one. You know what's sad? They both have more losses than Shula, and Shula coached forever. Landry coached for 28 years, didn't have that many losses, as Dan Reeves did. But Dan Reeves is also eighth in wins. Do you know where Bill Belichick is in all-time losses? Where the fuck down that list? He's got 100 15 losses. You want to hear the guys he's behind? Who? North Turner. 
Marty Schonheimer, Dan Reeves, Jeff Fisher, Landry Shula. I'll give it to you from one down. Reeves, Fisher, Landry, Shula, Coughlin, George Hallis, Chuck Knoll, Chuck Knox, Shanahan, Curly Lambeau, Bill Parcells, Weave Bank, Marty Schonheimer, North Turner. Andy Reid's going to pass Bill Belichick next year. And he's three losses ahead of Mark Weaver. Oh. You know who else is going to pass him? John Fox. Who? And Marvin Lewis is, is gaining ground. <laughs> he's gaining ground on Belichick. Belichick has 201 wins with New England. That's just the regular season. Just the regular season. Wow. So what does that mean he's got in the postseason? Oh, I can tell you now. Belichick is 237 and 115, 36, 26 and 10 in the playoffs. Wow. Sucks. <laughs> All right, you've had too much Patriot love for this. Is, see, you see, yeah. we get off it, and then I got, I got to bring yeah. you in. <laughs> Are you ready to hear this? His average finish in his career is 1.4, 1.7th place. In the division. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, George. Good show. Yes, sir. Oh, and he's 101. He's 41 for 101 in challenges. Because that counts. Just challenges. Rex Ryan's got a 60. Look it up real quick. Oh, shit. Uh, All right, yeah. My wife's looking at me. Fine. Uh, Pump Felix, Pump Felix. Rex Ryan. Where the hell is it? Yeah, Rex Ryan. And challenges. Where the hell is it? I can't believe they actually have this. Rex is. Uh, he was 11 and 7 in challenges in Buffalo. But what was he again? Because I, hmm. I I got muffled there. Oh, he was uh, 11 for. 18 in challenges in Buffalo. What? I don't even remember that. He won 11 of the 18 he threw out. Yeah. He was 5 of 9 this year and 6 of 9 last year. Wow. His best year, he was 9 for 10. Wow. Wow. His average division is 2.6. Strange how he's good at that. <laughs> I think he is good at. 
No, there you go. There's his claim to fame. He was uh, well, George, 500 I, his first year. Yeah. yeah. Joe, do this uh, again next week. Two before that. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe uh, Wednesday or Tuesday night because that will be before free agency, so that will probably make some sense. We'll probably have plenty to talk about. Or we could do Thursday, too, so we could decide. Yeah, let's see if uh, Tony you know, because, Romo gets traded before then. And we have the decision, the Tyrod decision. <laughs> Maybe Tony Romo has uh, the decision on the uh, on the MSNBC. Boys and Girls Club. To, uh, to, you know, mm-hmm. Dan Patrick. Here's yeah. my decision. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Already. You never know. All right, bud. Yes, I shall talk to you All tomorrow. Right. Have a good one. All right.